Hello guys and welcome back to the Generation Wild podcast where we ask why we are who we are. Why we make those lovely life choices. What's going on in the world and why aren't we ready for any of it? We are just three best friends looking at the four walls around us, slowly closing in on us day by day, asking why Generation Y do what they motherfucking do. Yeah, that's 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 the intro. Well done. Thank you. I'm actually I'm, I actually practice it every day when recording, like over and over in my head, thinking about I'm not gonna fuck it up. I'm not gonna fuck it up. I'm not gonna fuck it up. To be fair, we've done this intro what seven times over the last three days, so I think we've about time we got it. Oh my god! So who wants to tell the listeners the drama? Okay, so I put up a story on Instagram, so I'm sure if you're true stands, you'll already know because you would watch it, but. Basically, we have we have tried a total of three times to record this podcast. This will be the third time trying to record it. We've had like crazy technical difficulties and noise, background noise and things just weren't going our way every single time we tried to record. So we're kind of freaked because it's the conspiracy gods, right? Like they're intercepting us. I'm telling you, it's the Illuminati. They're here. They know we're about to expose them. And they're not about it because John's laptop like broke down when he was trying to write notes about what was going on. Our internet has been cutting off. Thanks Virgin Media. Um, The program that we used to record the podcast like crashed mid recording the second time around. And we had like a good 30 minutes of content and we lost everything. Yeah. So a little bit of background. Basically last week I was kind of laughing at like this whole 5G and these whole 5G masks and the conspiracy theory around that. And I thought it'd be quite interesting to like talk about, you know, 5G masks and talk about conspiracy theories in general and some famous ones. But ever since I even had that thought in my head, everything has been falling down around us. And it is not a coincidence. So we're going to give this a go again for the third time. Fingers Fingers crossed, crossed, girls. Fingers crossed. I have fingers, toes, legs, vaginas crossed, everything crossed. We hopefully can get this done because, yeah, we lost like nearly 40 minutes of content yesterday. And now our episode is late, so apologies that it has come out late. It really isn't our fault. Just blame the reptiles that run the universe. Exactly. Thanks for your patience, guys. So I know we probably we keep forgetting to do this part because we've done it like three times. But how was your week? Uh, yeah, week was really good. It's actually depressing now. The weather is so crap, but we had a lovely weekend. I'm getting kind of fed up with the quarantine thing. Like I'm getting a bit sad and anxious as well that summer is completely cancelled, which is just going to send me into a spiral. But we've got to be safe. We've got to stay home. We're healthy and all that jazz, so it's not so bad. We threw a little festi in our garden last weekend to sort of break up the time, and it was nice to plan something, and that was really fun. I've just been doing non-stop home workouts, and hopefully we'll be snatched by the time we get out. So that's basically my update. Nothing ready to report. Well, good, because your stories have been giving me life with the festival that you had on Saturday, like live streaming. <laughs> your DJ decks was absolutely peak Nikki, and I was here for it completely. Oh, we were sitting there like watching like Disney Plus or something like that. Yeah. Oh, sorry, like, like watching your stories, thinking like, oh my God, we're having so much fun just watching Nikki's stories <laughs> as we watch like what, Coco or something like that. Like we were bawling, crying or something really sad. Like, oh my God, Nikki's having so much fun. I'm so happy for her. Yeah, that was our weekend. But also it was my dad's birthday. Shout out DJ Geezer. And uh, I did like a big massive family quiz. So I was the host because I'm over here on my own and all my other families are in their own homes, all my um, cousins and aunties and uncles and everything. And they all did a big quiz and I asked all the questions and uh, yeah, it was really, really fun. And I got absolutely shit faced on wine on a Thursday night when I had work the next day. This quarantine has been dangerous because I've discovered coffee and I've discovered wine. I'm currently on my third cup of coffee. I'm drinking it, yes, at five to eight in the evening and I happily will neck three bottles of wine a day. So go quarantine. So quarantine has officially turned you into a basic biatch. I'm so here for it. Also, you should invest in decaf because I'm the same. I keep drinking coffee, but I'm after getting decaf now because like, loves it. 
Connor. <laughs> <laughs> that was so rude. This okay, is, okay. As, as I've said, this is the beginnings of my ASMR channel, so uh, tune in, guys. Um, my weekend has been fine. I'm still good, like, most of the time. My cooking is going well. I'm doing home workouts my, myself. The body is going to be snatched by the end of it. Um, Between Joe Wicks and scrambled eggs, this house will never be the same. Um, I'm totally over quizzes. Um, if I ever go to a pub, if there's a pub quiz, I'm walking out. Uh, <laughs> if anybody ever asks me to be like their partner in like a TV game show, I'll just cry because it's giving me flashbacks to this time. Um, but on the bright side, I do believe I will firmly be a chaser on the chase after this because my fucking self-knowledge has increased 10 motherfucking fold. Yeah, absolutely. This quiz-ish has been non-stop. To be fair, I think it's kind of cute. But don't you think it's funny as well that like people you never even usually talk to are suddenly like, hey, let's do a quiz. Let's hang out. Let's... And I'm like, yes, that's really nice and we should all hang out, but it's just also kind of weird. Or am I just an absolute Scrooge? You're a Scrooge. No, but um, <laughs> uh, it's been really nice because I have like a lot of friends, but obviously back home and from college and like primary school and secondary school that I'd still be really close with. So we have an excuse now to meet up and like do a Zoom call and have a quiz or have a bit of crack. So it's actually been kind of good in a way for me because I'm not at home where I can meet them all for coffee and stuff. So the fact that we're all meeting up online and stuff is really good for me to keep in contact with people back home. Yeah, that is cute, I guess. But the only thing is, because people aren't doing much, I could just sit in your house all day. You call them up and you're like, hey, how are you? What's happened since last week I spoke? And you're like, nothing. Um, Some of the things that are coming up, though, as John mentioned, is the COVID-19 conspiracy theories. So there's like loads of stuff going around now and you see it online and you see it as well with like lots of people our age, which I'm really surprised about. Really not like believing that coronavirus is real that it's been manufactured by the chinese that it has a correlation with like 5g masks just like crazy yeah it's absolutely wild and it's not just like people our age it's like a-list celebrities are getting involved in this like the likes of woody harrelson who's like huge actor in loads of movies he is literally sharing stuff about 5g going oh yeah like guys this is like some really interesting points were made here you should really read it and think for yourselves but at the same time i haven't finished reading the whole thing but definitely could be worth something and it's like Dude, why are you giving an opinion on something you haven't read fully, you have nothing, no idea about, that you've just read some crackpot theory, and loads of people are going to follow you? It's the same as Trump and injecting bloody disinfectant to get rid of coronavirus. Like, what the actual fuck? I mean, I don't know about Woody Harrelson and that fucking C-list celebrity, but more importantly, Amanda Holden's tweeting about it and going on about how it's dangerous Stop. and how we need to research it. If my queen Amanda Holden's out there saying that there's a problem, then I believe there's a problem. Girls, no, don't do that. <laughs> Yeah, it is dangerous when celebrities sort of jump on the bandwagon with this type of thing. And as you said, they've barely done the research. So it's like fake news, you know, like it's not okay. There's also this crazy conspiracy theory about Bill Gates, that like Bill Gates has created all of this to like profit off it. I mean, I don't believe any of them, but it did pique our interest a little bit because a lot of people do. And so we did decide to look into different types of conspiracy theories, maybe some of the most famous ones and what it means and where they come from. Um, And we've all prepared some funny and intensive um conspiracy theories for the end that we will each present to each other so um yes yeah, be a good podcast yeah i'm really excited because i actually don't know what topic you guys are doing for your conspiracy theories so i'm very intrigued to see just how crazy you get you're not ready am i not ready you're not ready you're not ready well okay so We've talked a lot about conspiracy theories and I think everyone has an idea of what a conspiracy theory is in their head. It's this kind of really wild out there crazy explanation for something that already has a normal explanation. So I went and did a little bit of digging and found like the official 
definition of a conspiracy theory. Okay. It's what I'm here for. It's what I do. So a conspiracy theory is the idea that like a group of people secretly worked together to cause or to cover up a particular event. It's usually kind of like an unfounded alternative explanation to something. So for example, uh, some people believe that vaccines are not actually safe and effective, but that every major hospital and health organization in the world is covering up the fact that they actually cause autism. So like all these crazy, crazy beliefs that people kind of latch on to, these are the kind of things that would come under the umbrella of conspiracy theory. Oh, yeah, so the one that you mentioned there, the vaccines, I believe, well, that originated with a doctor called Dr. Andrew Wakefield. I think that's his name. Uh, he was a British doctor. He worked in uh, London somewhere. Um, and he basically f- studied the effects of vaccines and found that there was a correlation between vaccines and the development of autism in children. But the study was pretty much flawed and it was like debunked and it's not trusted and he was struck off. But stuff like that, especially when it comes from the medical sector and especially when people have such distrust in the system, like you said, they think that there's something being controlled and somebody are doing things for alternative motives and particularly those in, like with the government or authority figures, they latch onto it and they believe it and that the anti-vax movement is like really, really dangerous. But I mean, I could talk about that all day. But that's the thing with conspiracy theories. The whole point is that there is a kernel of truth or there's something missing in the official explanation that gives people room to kind of put their own thoughts in and go, oh, why don't we know this? Or why don't we know that? And they use that to kind of justify the kind of beliefs that they have. Um, But the thing as well is a lot of people get caught up in the idea that conspiracy theories are like really, really wild and out there things like that the queen is a lizard or that the moon landing didn't happen, like all these really wild things. But regular conspiracy theories and cover-ups happen all the time and are proven to be true. Political assassinations, scandals, cover-ups, terrorist attacks, these are all conspiracy theories and a lot of them do end up proven true. So what we as a collective might think are these crazy tin tinfoil hat kind of things, they're not necessarily, they happen all the time. Yeah, it's true. And I think because, like you said, we see crooked members of the government or you know, people in power who have been exposed for embezzling or whatever. We see this happening all the time in the papers. So we can't, we don't put it past them. We believe that they are capable of these things and we don't always necessarily trust these people in power. So this is also why conspiracy theories come more to the mainstream. So yeah, we talked a little bit about the conspiracy theories and the whole concept and idea of them, but like, where do they actually come from? Um, I know that now in 2020, they live all over the internet. You can't go two seconds down Google without coming across some wild crackpot theory. Um, but they've been around for so, 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 so much longer than that. One of the earliest kind of major examples that people would know would be like the flat earth society you know those people who get together and believe that the earth is flat and that it's not round and that all this crazy shit is true (laughs) have you watched their documentary on netflix no oh my god it's it's it's, it's actually crazy because you first watch it and you you genuinely think it's going to be like these couple of people who kind of have nothing to do and are, are they taking the piss but it's like these people who have phds and doctorates and there is millions and millions of people who believe it and you're just sitting there and you you realise there's like a whole other world of thinking and of thought that you don't know about. And you kind of think it's like these, like a couple of random people in their basement, you know, who are a bit strange or like orchestrated from society. And are they just trying to put a hoax on us or do they genuinely believe it? But it's like regular everyday people who believe in this. And it's, it's, it was both terrifying to watch, but also extremely interesting. Because like, I think like you said, like, when I watched it, I kind of visioned like these kind of people with these tinfoil hats on their head and, you know, locked in their basements, have never seen sunlight, but they're just regular people. Yeah, so the Flower Society are one of those, as you said, like first big groups that get together. They have people who have PhDs and doctorates and who have like, you know, a scientific background. They have all these understandings and they've been around since like the 1800s, I think. That's what, that's what I found when I Googled it. So I don't know why I'm pretending that I didn't know this. 
<laughs> it makes you seem more intelligent that it just came off the top of your head. Maybe it's just like a fact that you had just like spewing in there. When you said that the documentary contained like lots of intelligent people, so like doctors or scientists or professors, whatever, it makes sense in a way because from since the beginning of time, all of these people have had theories as to what happens. And then there some are proven, some are disproven. Someone comes on in later years and disproves you know some sort of theory so i guess these people are like look i am disproving the fact that the the world is round it's actually flat and so a lot of people believe in it i suppose i'm thinking back to this like this really funny episode of always sunny where mac tries to convince them that god is real and he turns around and says things like you know back in the day the smartest people in the world believed that the um the earth was the center of our solar system and all that kind of stuff and no one argued back why because they were the smartest people in the world and nobody would ever argue back with them but guess what they were wrong and it's it's quite funny he's trying to say like you know all the smartest people in the world have, have said this and eventually they were disproven so i suppose if you're in the flat earth society do you warp it in like you know you know, for hundreds of years, scientists have said that this is true. There's no way disputing it. And somebody comes along and says, well, it's not true. Do these people believe that they are, you know, foreshadowing the next great scientific discovery? And is there a bit of like, you know, ha, we told you all along? Yeah, no, you're right. Like, it's one of those things, as you said, people used to think that the Earth was the center of the solar system. And that was the way to think. And then it got disproven. And the sun was the center of the solar system. And then people used to say that the Earth was round. And they were like, what are you talking about? It's flat. So these things are kind of disproven all the time. And I guess you could put it from that people's point of view, like why, yeah. why aren't they right? Yeah, and so if you grab it from that perspective and you run with it, who knows where you can go? Who knows? I mean, and, and if and if you're right, I suppose you have the ultimate, like, haha, I told you so. Don't you think it's ironic though that people don't believe the government or certain types of professionals who are saying that the world is round, for example? Yet someone can come along in the exact same position, can also be a scientist, can also be someone in the know, and say no, it's flat, and they'll believe them straight up. So what, what is it about the people who are saying that the earth is flat that is unfallible and is completely true, but the other people are saying that the earth is round is not? Am I getting too deep into conspiracy theories? I think we're getting really deep into this. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, well, just on the back of that, I guess some of the first ones we obviously know about um, the Illuminati. That one has been going for a very long time. The idea that there is a tight-knit group of people who control absolutely everything that goes on in the world. And then you had the conspiracy theory that witches existed, particularly with women and women who, you know, were single or who, women who like exhibited hysteria, I'm saying in inverted commas, air quotes. Um, so it's easy to sort of think of something that's bizarre and different as a conspiracy. Well, first things first, just that conspiracy theory about women being witches, that's true. Just wanted to put that out there real quick. I mean, I can prove that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I have had a hard day on my broomstick. I do not appreciate these accusations, okay? <laughs> um, but yeah, like you said, they've been around for such a long time. And one of the earliest ones, my degree is coming in handy here, ladies and gentlemen. For a change. For a change. Uh, there was an emperor of Rome, Nero, who's actually quite famous because he set fire to the entire city and was famous for fiddling while the city burned down around him. But um, he committed suicide in 68 AD. And there was a conspiracy theory for many years after that, that he actually didn't kill himself and he was pulling the strings of Rome behind the scenes in the darkness so the conspiracy theories of the idea that kind of like these sinister machinations are happening in the background has been around for a very very long time as long as humans have had brains to like overthink things conspiracy theories have existed I'm sorry I thought when you were like fiddling I thought he was fiddling himself like he was getting off in the city burning and I thought why was he masturbating to the city burning around him and I realized oh it's the actual fiddle the musical instrument well it could be both 
I mean, yeah, I just thought like history oh. is room for interpretation. I, I was kind of like he was definitely touching himself as everyone burned to the ground. That's my conspiracy. Actually, it's a conspiracy I could get into. <laughs> yeah, that conspiracy could have legs. I mean, anything can. You can say that he was a hard for like pyromania. Who fucking knows? That's that's a theory I hear. So as we know, as humans, we are quite susceptible to believing these conspiracy theories. We like to think that there's another explanation for something, whether that's like, you know, in religion where people like to believe that there's life after death or that, like, you know, 9-11 didn't happen or that the world is flat or whatever it might be. Um, we are susceptible to this. And, you know, you might say particularly our generation or particularly older generations, but what do you think are some of the reasons why, like maybe our age and generation Y as a group kind of believe these things or kind of fall into the trap of believing these things? I, I've, I've been thinking about this quite a bit, actually. Like, why do we believe um, conspiracy theories? And I think one of the biggest things is, obviously, we've discussed how conspiracy theories have been around for hundreds of years, if not thousands of years. Um, but I think especially, like, in this day and age, people who say are, are lonely and they um, have a community that they find online and, you know, it's a community of people that believe a certain thing. So I know a guy, um, he firmly, firmly, firmly believes that there is a cure for cancer and that it has deliberately not been you know um given to the world because you know big pharmacy companies want to make money all, all that kind of stuff like i have a friend he genuinely believes that and he's like on forum groups of people who talk about it and things like that so i believe there is this kind of sense of community and that you're working towards something bigger than yourself i low-key believe that one though do you low-key oh interesting yeah I spent the past four years of my life working on cancer and oncology trials, and I can tell you there's no cure, so shut your fucking mouth. And take it from me, the scientist, okay? So I think you touched on something there, John, when you spoke about the fact that he goes to forums and everything is backed up by forums. So obviously the internet has a lot to do with um, encouraging conspiracy theories. First of all, the internet is a seriously fucked up place and it's random as shit and you'll find the craziest stories ever. But also, it's a place where people people outwardly share their theories, their opinions, their distrust, and this is echoed online in these forums. And in general, I think our generation are naturally inquisitive and questioning. So when we hear it being like reciprocated around the world, it gives our ideas weight and we can kind of convince ourselves that it's true. For us, it's like we're the generation of information. So like we expose cover-ups, we triumph investigative journalism. You think of every podcast that's popular now, it's true crime, it's investigative journalism. We love an expose of a celebrity or a dodgy politician. And also we are very aware of, and we highlight more, I think, the power gap that exists in the world. There's like an unequal distribution of wealth. And our generation are very much ones to act up and speak on behalf of those who don't have a voice, how unfair the world is for those who don't have money, how the rich get richer, how the poor get poorer. So we identify the struggle between the corrupt and the normal people. And we don't accept the injustice and we don't accept the unfairness. So we spin the truth to suit sort of our narrative. Yeah, just to follow up on what you said, I do agree with everything that you've just said there. And especially when you talked about kind of the fact that we've already exposed a lot of cover-ups and a lot of conspiracies, because I think in a way we're kind of, we're kind of accustomed to it. We kind of expect things like this to be covered up like political stuff do you know what I mean like yeah. remember, I know we're a bit like you know on the young side but like Watergate and stuff like when all these kind of political stories were coming out and they were all covered up and things like that I think it makes us more susceptible to believing things well if that was true and that was supposed to be the craziest thing yeah. ever why isn't this true and I think another thing as well is that technology is a huge 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 reason why we kind of fall for it now I did a little bit of research on this because I was thinking to myself about like you know or our technology, like, you know, the future of technology and AI and um, facial recognition and all that kind of stuff. And then I was kind of looking back on it. And 
there seems to be an increase in conspiracy theories around the time of new media coming around. So when the printing press first became a thing on mainland Europe and people were able to print books massively, libraries became huge repositories of knowledge because everything that people knew, they were writing down themselves and putting it in books. And if a book was in a library, oh my God, this is amazing. This is the official knowledge. And people took advantage of that fact and would take their views, whether most of the time in the early days, it was like crazy religious beliefs. So like all these religions, like praise Zion and all this kind of crazy stuff, they would put their information in a book and put it in the library and people would read it and presume it was true and that knowledge would spread and the same thing happened when the radio came um different radio ads and people talking pretending to be someone else when the television came around and different advertisements were able to go out and when the internet came around so every time there's a new influx of media people will take advantage of it and there seems to be an increase in conspiracies around them because you see the internet or the tv and you're like oh this is new and interesting i can trust this and people take advantage of that but not only that and now the latest kind of technology it's kind of scary because I don't know if you've seen these kind of deep fakes that have been going around the internet. Obviously working in the technology space myself, I see this all the time. And the fact that people yeah. are able to digitally create audio and video of people speaking and talking about things that they never would have said. They did it for like, I think Donald Trump, even though 90% of the stuff that the deep fake said, he probably would have said, but other celebrities as well, where they literally make a fictitious script and this video will speak it in their voice and have their face and people will look at it and go oh my god I can't believe they said that when it never happened so it just it this is the new kind of media that I'm talking about it's going to happen very soon that more conspiracy theories are going to happen and have more credibility attached to it yeah so basically like a rise in technology and more and more distrust in governments has made people more susceptible to thinking like their their online thought process isn't like oh, that's just ridiculous. It's all like like well you know these things have kind of been brought, put forward before and how do you know it's not true? And I also think as well that we're getting our news and our information from places that aren't news outlets that aren't official places anymore. Like how many times have you seen mom and dad sharing a story on the WhatsApp group or on their Facebook being like oh my god check this out it's really scary and either one it's not what it says at all in the headline something yeah. completely different or two it's a black man's fucking penis. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, you touched on something there in that if we could compare this generation to previous ones, they didn't have all of these media outlets, you're right. So we also live in a freer land now and we have the ability to make a deep fake with somebody's face on it. There was no way you would ever have been able to do that years, not just technologically, but the respect that you had for politicians or the laws that they had in place. A lot of countries had laws in place where you couldn't speak against those in peril, you'd be sent to jail. Everything has changed now. So the internet free speech has given us the ability to speak up against authority and governments without retribution, which obviously feeds into the conspiracy theory narrative. And because we have this distrust in the system and because the system and the government have worked for themselves and not for the public for so long without question, then it leads to us questioning them even more. They've only been uncovered in our lifetime and our generation, so it's natural for us not to trust them. And this it's this whole idea of us versus them which is a huge sort of movement also. It's a very it's adopted by the populist movement. We see it all the time in the media also. When you said people don't always get their information from verified sources, you see a lot of the time that the media was used to be controlled by the government. You see it still in a lot of authoritarian countries. But now it's not, and the media can speak up against the government. So if you have big newspapers speaking against those in power, what's to stop any... Tom, Dick and Harry from down the road spreading a rumour and it getting legs and it becoming a conspiracy theory. I do think it's quite interesting that like, you know, as we grow older and the internet only gets bigger, we have access to more and more and more information and more and more knowledge. Like in theory, we should be able to disprove any of those theories that we have. But I think it's creating a narrative of, well, 
can I believe the source or can I not believe the source? Like there's so much information out there. What can I trust and what can I not trust? And I suppose if you believe in a conspiracy theory, you could easily turn around and say like, well, I trust these sources that back up my point more than I would trust these sources that don't back up my point. Yeah, and I, th I think that's one thing that kind of gives a lot of these conspiracy theorists kind of credence to what they're doing is the fact that they will believe something like the earth is flat or something like that. And because we can't necessarily, or in their eyes, because we can't necessarily disprove, maybe not the flat earth because we can't disprove them, but maybe because we can't disprove their theory or the conspiracy that they believe in that just adds further fact to what they're believing in so because we can go well i can't prove you wrong they go exactly and that's why it's true and it's not true it just means that we can't prove you wrong but in their mind it just kind of reinstates or re yeah gives credence to to what they're believing in exactly if we can't disprove that they're wrong then that means that they are right exactly, exactly. but it's quite funny because when i watched that flat earth society documentary like one of the scenes was them going around to the street and saying um asking people do you believe the earth is round? And they said, yes, why do you believe that? Have you seen it with your own eyes? And people are saying, well, no, I haven't seen it with my own eyes. And how do you know it's true? Well, you know, um, scientists have said it and um, I've seen pictures and all that kind of stuff. And then, then they would turn around, they'd say like, but yeah, but how do you know those pictures weren't generated by NASA themselves? How do you know it's not a conspiracy? And, they, and then people would turn back around and say, well, I don't know that. I just choose to believe the. Um, I just choose to believe NASA. And I choose to believe the government. I choose to believe all the scientists. And then they were trying to make the argument like, but if you can't, you know, if you're just relying on their information, how do you know they're not covering it up? How do you know it's not flat? And people in the street were saying, and then one woman was just kind of like, actually, yeah. Now I think about it, why do I believe everything that I see? And then you could almost see it in their eyes, and you're like, holy shit! Like they actually managed to make, they actually managed to not convince her, but make her think. Hmm, actually, is the Earth flat? I wonder. And if you can make well, at least one person do that out of every thousand people, you know, then you have a movement. Well, that's the thing. This is what they do. They they try to confuse people on the street, or because we're obviously taught certain things in schools, and that's just kind of the way the education system works. You're taught the Earth is round and it revolves around the sun, and blah 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 blah. I'm like, we're never going to make it to space. We don't fucking know what's what's true and what's not. We can only take are being told and that's what they do they prey on people who don't necessarily make any they don't take any critical thoughts about these things because they just take it for fact that what they learned in school is true and they will prey on those people and come to them and like well how do you know and you can't prove this and you can't prove that maybe you should yeah. think this and that's what confuses people and it gets them to believe these things that aren't necessarily true and to what end in my opinion do you know what i mean like is it yeah. are they just happy knowing that the earth is flat or does it have some as we say a conspiracy does it have an ulterior motive are they trying to get people on their side for kind of darker reasons who knows Oh, that's a conspiracy theory in itself. Girl, I'm, we're getting really deep here. But I have a quick question for you. Do you think that there are different types of people that are more susceptible to believing these things than others? Do you think there might be like a difference between people who have a better education? Do you think there might be a difference between people who earn more money? Do you think it might be where they come from, what countries they're in, what their race is, their gender, sexual orientation? Um, I think it may come from people who have history with the government or the police or um some sort of unit of authority that enforces law in which they came out the wrong side of it or something bad happened to them and they don't therefore don't trust them anymore they don't trust that they're doing the right thing it's interesting as well that a lot of people who believe in conspiracy theories believe in it because it's been introduced to them through their political views so you see this a lot with like trump supporters for example he's convinced everybody that global warming is out. You saw it with Brexiters um, and Leavers. I actually have a stat here on one of the crazy 
conspiracy theories that a lot of Leave voters believed in. So 31% of Leave voters believed that Muslim immigration was part of a wider plot to make Muslims the majority in Britain. 31% is a third. A conspiracy theory that originated in French far-right circles that was known as Great Replacement. So you see this, I think you see a rise in conspiracy theories a lot in far-right politics. And because our political sphere has been sort of attacked by the far-right for the past few years in a lot of the major countries across Europe and in the US, we've seen a rise in it. Yeah, you can definitely see a rise in conspiracy theories around politics and stuff. Because I think there's a different level of conspiracy theories. You have the ones that are like, you know, politics based and scandals and all that kind of stuff. And then you have the more crazy ones about like, you know, do people live on the moon? And I saw one online when I was having a nosy around that the Nazis actually have a base in the far side of the moon. And that's where they live. I also saw several that I think everyone knows that there's lizard people. Like there's some crazy, crazy, crazy things that people believe. Or like Elvis isn't dead. Michael Jackson isn't dead. They're all living in a bunker underground. Yeah, it's crazy. Tupac isn't dead. He still survives. I mean, it's all a bit mad. But I think even with the Nazi one, like a lot of conspiracy theories you see are around the Jews. And I think it's because people have a deep sort of racial hatred towards a Jew. Or like they stereotype a certain type of people. and they create conspiracy theories or horrible things about them. True. But just to go back on my previous point there, um, I actually do have a statistic about education and conspiracy theories. Um, so uh, they did a survey in America and a friend that 42% of people that they surveyed that didn't have a high school education believed in at least one conspiracy theory compared to like 23% of people who had a postgraduate degree. So there seems to be some correlation with the level of education that people receive in schools if they are more or less likely or more or less susceptible to falling for or believing in conspiracy theories on some level. So do you think there's some kind of, like thinking about, you know, like say people who only, I'm I'm putting that in air quotes because I know plenty of people who only have secondary school education and they're the most intelligent people I know, but do you think there's some correlation in that people who only got high school education, they're kind of compensating for the fact that they don't have they didn't get to college or university so now they're kind of thinking to themselves well you may be going to college or in university but i know this i know for a fact that this is true i know something that you don't know and i know for a fact that it is true yeah. and you don't know that it's true so they kind of compensate by saying so i may not have you know college level education like you but i have a different kind of intelligence i know that the flat i know the earth is flat i know that there um is a cure for cancer i know that this is true that's true and you don't know that because you went to college do you know what I mean? Is there a bit of compensation in that? I think that's a really good point. It's almost like you think you're smart because you're someone in a high place and you've had this education and you've had all these opportunities. Well, actually, I can outsmart you because I know the truth. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's that's a very good point. I never thought of it that, about that way. Yeah, that's a really good point, Sean. Because like I think I mentioned earlier that um, as humans, we tend to see patterns in things. And that's just like a, a, a byproduct of having the kind of really high powered brain that we have that not everyone else has. Um, we're conditioned to see certain patterns in the world. And that's the only way that we as a species have been able to survive. So when we feel the heat, we understand that's going to warm us up. When we see the rainfall and the plants grow, we put the two and two together. Oh, crap, water and rain makes plants grow. Like basic stuff like that. But sometimes when we're left to our own devices for too long, we start to see patterns and things that don't necessarily exist. Like people seeing the form of Jesus in like, you know, the burnt bit on their toast or people seeing UFOs in the sky. Do you know what I mean? I think when we're left to our own devices a little bit, we start to see things that don't necessarily exist. And there was a study that I did look at that did mention the fact that certain personality types are more prevalent or more likely to believe in conspiracy theories. I think there was a specific word for it. They were like schizoid personality traits. No, they don't have schizophrenia, but just the few personality traits belong to that family and they were more likely to believe these things. 
Hmm. So there you go. Yeah, it kind of goes back to the point of confirmation bias. So if you've convinced yourself of something, everything that you see will back up that point. It's like when I'm in quarantine and I'm like, oh my God, I'm wrecking everybody's heads. And they, I'm not. But they will do the smallest thing or they might not say it out to me in the morning. I'm like, oh my God, they hate me, they hate me, they hate me, they hate me. No, we do hate you. (laughs) So we obviously feel some type of way about conspiracy theories because we got deep there can i just say um but we put some questions to our lovely listeners so you guys sent us in um some of your answers for the polls that we had on instagram are we ready to go through them yes yes okay so we asked do you believe in any conspiracy theories so 54 percent of people said yes and 46 percent said no so it's pretty much an even split there oh it's very close that's very close yeah i think more people would have maybe it's just those weirdos but who knows then we asked, do you believe if COVID-19 was manufactured? So 30% said yes and 70% said no. 30% said yes. Yeah, we are trying. Send the names. I just want to know. I just want to talk. Jesus. Shall I name and shame? <laughs> Say their names. Say their names. Uh, this is interesting. Do you trust mainstream media to publish the truth? So a whopping 78% of people said no. I don't trust mainstream media to publish the truth. The truth, obviously, we see this a lot in celebrity culture, which we spoke about in a different episode, but also the massive world of fake news. Like, it's just crazy doggy dog out there. Yeah, I would agree with that one. I think the mainstream media do tell the truth, but in a roundabout way. And I think you have to have some kind of wit about you or some kind of understanding of that in order to see the truth and the actual news aspect of it through the the clickbait that they're trying to sell you or through the headline they're trying to give you. So I do think the the mainstream do give the truth in some way, but it's always kind of skewed or it's always only like half the story. And I think you need to be aware of that in order. And I think because the answer from a lot of the public is that they don't trust it, a lot of our listeners, sorry, it's that, well, then yeah, they understand that. But it's the, the older generations of people who don't understand the way the news can be manipulated or can be kind of turned around a little bit that's why i think he's obviously like stuff on facebook like older generations are like sharing stuff and being like oh my god this is totally true but i think we have a bit more cop on when it comes to certain things like this because we grew up through it and we understand it a bit mm. better and we're like well no that's only half the truth or it's only part true you know what i mean it's yeah. the same as those things that john was telling me he sees people in his hometown with bloody facebook groups trying to monitor 5g like masks and stuff and they're like oh my god is this a 5g mask yeah, are we like- all gonna die of coronavirus and it's like girl like have a bit of cop on don't obviously just sit in the home bore their fucking tree though and think, oh, well, let's just join this group and see what happens. I love that. Uh, there was a picture online someone tweeted. Some woman put in one of those groups like a picture of, you know, um, the street lamps, the way they have like a little ball on top of it. And everyone, I hope everyone knows that's like a little sensor and it knows when sunlight is gone because yeah. it's, it's like a, it's a, what do you call it? Solar, solar panel. panel and they know when it's dark so that the light comes on and she took a picture and put it in this group and was like, oh my God, is this 5G? And it's like, no, Deirdre, that's a lamp. <laughs> But it's also things like, I think there's definitely something in that generation because how many people are parents age or older are the people sharing those WhatsApp messages? Girl. Even just ones like, you know, uh, martial law coming into Ireland tomorrow. Uh, you know, you need to drink this specific um, brand of water because that's what helps put the coronavirus down. Like somebody else just made that up. My dad loves sharing like photos of like some random like edited picture from like the fucking Crimea war or something and he's like look at this picture of people outside Dublin hospitals blah 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 and I'm like dad that's literally in Greece or some shit like stop sending me fake news so people don't trust the media but they really don't trust the government do you believe in government cover-ups and 92% said yes they do I do too like they've done it since the beginning of time you can't trust these motherfuckers 
Oh, no, definitely, yeah. Yeah, I'm 100% there. And we've talked about it. Like, there's been that many bloody p- political conspiracies that have been proven true or come to light. Like, whether it happens at the time it happened or when it comes out later when the files become um, open to the public. Uh, is it, how do you know many years I mean? is it? I don't know. There's a certain amount of time before the files can be kind of become public yeah. knowledge and stuff like that. And you see all these crazy things. But sure, like, even look at Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky, like, that was covered up. And then it all came out and everyone was like, oh, my God, this is ridiculous. Like, yeah. I mean, so he, much stuff. So exactly, thank he you. outright said no, I didn't, and then afterwards, kind of, yeah, actually, I did. I mean, that, that that's a obviously that's more of a that's like a, a real like a, more of a sex scandal, obviously. But that's like, you know a clear example of you know somebody in the highest office outright lying to the public, and then proven true. So you know why should we believe the government? The final question we asked was, do you believe we landed on the moon? So eighty five percent of people said yes, but fifteen percent of people said no. Now this leads nicely on to was discussing maybe some of the more famous conspiracy theories and obviously one of them is the moon landing i'm going to be honest i don't necessarily think or i'm not 100 convinced that we made it to the moon i am 50 50 part of me is like okay cool it happened and you see buzz aldrin and neil armstrong giving interviews about like you know them being on the moon and them doing this and they get very passionate and fervent about it. i'm like okay cool they obviously did this but then you see some of the things that come out about it. i think there was like i saw a clip from a documentary where like it showed a picture the picture was taken of them coming down and it's like well how was the picture taken if they were all inside the rocket when they were coming off who was on the moon taking the picture in the first place and then you have people who said you look at the picture carefully and you can actually see like a bit of a set on the front and that it was like they were like oh well that was super superimposed in after the fact and it's like no if you actually look at the, the photography in light it's actually there beforehand and there's lots and lots of crazy stuff actually quick question this is because of all my zoom quizzes can you tell me the name of the third person that was on the moon yes no you can't answer because i told you and he didn't go on the moon he didn't go on the moon but he did fly to the moon the third person mm-hmm. it's yuri gargarin was the first who Yuri Gagarin was the first man in space, or was he the first man on on the moon? The Russian guy. First he, man was in, he was in space, but who were the th- the three who went up to the moon? Uh, Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and your ma. <laughs> Close, Michael Collins. Oh my God! So he single handedly liberated Ireland and what on the moon? Yeah, his name is Michael Collins. Obviously not the famous Michael Collins oh, of GPO and Ireland fame, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, man called Michael Collins, and he never got to leave the shuttle because he had to stay in it. So he went to the moon and never stood in it. I put my hand on my heart and singing like the Irish national anthem in my head right now. If they actually did go to the moon. Listen, I think without doubt the photos have been doctored. I don't trust the photos anyway. So like there's something dodgy going on. The whole thing of like the flag doesn't fly because there's no gravity in the moon, like all of those things. I think they maybe lied about some things because it was a hot race to get to space and to get to the moon. Yeah, that's it. It was a race between Russia and America to get to the moon first, and we suddenly got there, and I think no one's been on the moon since 1980. Why? Why? I don't know. Oh, my God. I was sitting there, I was kind of like, guys, would you please shut the hell up? This is absolutely ridiculous. And I'm like, I'm literally going to Google moon landing tonight, and I'll go to bed till, like, 4 o'clock in the morning. But they say that the reason that they haven't gone to the moon since, like, the 70s or the 80s is because there's no need to. They've seen everything that's there. Even though I don't know if they've been to the far side of the moon. Maybe it's too cold because the sun doesn't hit it. I don't know. But then we have the International Space Station, which is where they go in the first place. And I don't know. It's all up for air, and it's all, it's all, it's all, it's all, it's all, it's all, it's all. I don't know what I'm talking about. Let's move on. It's just all. It's all, it's everything, girl. So some of the other famous ones, global warming is a hoax, famously triumphed by the horrible Donald Trump. Uh, UFOs exist in the Area 51 is a 
hub for um, extraterrestrial activity. I think we would be ignorant to think that there is no other life outside of Earth. I don't necessarily think it manifests itself in your typical ET, X-File style alien, but, you know, I'm sure those UFO fans would debate me. If the universe is infinite, then surely there has to be some living organism somewhere else. There has to be life on other planets somewhere, billions of years in the world. Hopefully there's a John with beautiful ginger hair, like proper ginger hair, like beautiful arms with a cracking arse. <laughs> <sighs> well, oh God, I can't even say a serious point after that. Yeah, like there has, there definitely is other form of life, whether it's like us, I don't think so, but like there has been life at some stage. I think, isn't it on Mars or on one of Saturn's moons or something like that, they found evidence of like microorganisms that would have existed years and years like hundreds of millions of years ago before like you know earth even was terraformed or became possible to host life so there definitely is maybe not necessarily in our milky way in our little subsystem of the universe but definitely like in another galaxy like in the andromeda galaxy or one of the other ones that are close by there's definitely some form of life there i know too much about astronomy for sure and it seems like we definitely aren't running out any conspiracy theories but if you are like mad hard for conspiracy theories there's actually something called the conspiracy cruise this is wild. Conspira Cruz. You, you emphasize the word C. What do you mean there? So it's spelt. Put on words. These conspiracy theory, theorists are funny. C-O-N-S-P-I-R-A-S-E-A. So conspiracy. Girl. Oh my God. I love wordplay. Or they can spell the conspiracy. Conspiracy, baby. So basically, it's a seven-day cruise where fringe thinkers can discuss everything from crop circles to mind control on the open sea. Cruise features a caravan of stars from a surprisingly vast galaxy of skeptics. I didn't write this, by the way. And conspiracy theorists, including Andrew Wakefield. So he's the one who theorized the autism and vaccine connection. And Sean David Morton, who faced federal charges of lying to investors about (laughs) using psychic powers to predict the stock market. They're just a bunch of fucking charlatans ready to take your money. These people are crazy. I love that. Good for them. Good for them. But once you have a bit of a charisma and you have um, an idea in your head and you use fancy words and, you know, and you're really passionate about it, I suppose you can convince somebody to believe it. That's called a cult, dear. I am a cult. They make a sweet penny from it too. So, fair fucks. What can we say? They're literally hosters. All right. So, have we prepared our weird ass conspiracy stories? Yes, we have. And I'm going to go first because the first sentence that I'm going to say will shock you and I hope it will make you laugh. Okay, I'm ready. Go. My conspiracy theory is that Jay-Z is a time-travelling vampire. (laughs) I'm already in, I believe. Go on. Jay-Z is a time-travelling vampire. Absolutely. I see those fangs, bitch. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, uh, there's a theory that's been going around the internet for a while that Jay-Z is a time-travelling vampire. And the reason for this, there's like one major reason for this, and it all hangs on a photograph taken of a random man in Harlem in 1933 that looks suspiciously like Jay-Z, the well-known rap star who is married to Beyonce Knowles Carter, Bedoin. Um, to be fair, I had a look at the photo. He is the absolute like spit of him. Like he is the double. Like it looks like he was cloned. I'll put the picture on the Instagram story that you can see. He has this like this like a uh, flat cap on, and he's kind of like standing with his arms crossed against like this library in uh, New York, like up in Harlem or something like that. And Jay Z is from New York, not necessarily Harlem, but he's from New York. So, girl, let me just tell you this. Um, I don't think it's a coincidence. Maybe it was just like his great great grandfather or some bullshit. I don't fucking know. But. The internet does not think so. The internet thinks that he is a time-travelling vampire. Um, 
So the internet saw the picture, they kind of took it, ran with it, and everyone was talking about it because people have been saying that Jay-Z has been part of the Illuminati for God knows how long because of how many number ones and how much success and all the kind of stuff. So yeah, it wasn't really, you know, a hard jump to go, he's been around for so long that he's actually a time traveler from 1933 or that he's a vampire because he's been around for so long. I'm inclined to believe vampire. I'm inclined to believe vampire as well. But speaking of Illuminati, I did a little bit of research because we did talk about the Illuminati and are they real? And I was kind of like myself at the time, are they real? Like, what's the tea here? Like, what's going on? So did you know that the Illuminati actually was real? Yeah. What, like Beyonce and Jay-Z like being king and queen of the Illuminati and like influencing the world and major politics and major political events and celebrity culture? Not necessarily them too, but that whole idea definitely comes from a real group of people. There was um, a group of people called the Bavarian Illuminati who were active in Bavaria uh, many, many years ago, 1776 to 1785. They were an official secret society, kind of like the Freemasons, and they kind of like blended with them a kind of little bit later, that would influence political decisions um, over those kind of period, over that period that they were working. And they were a real thing. They were a real thing. They wanted to have this power. They wanted this control. And they've tried to, because the Freemasons are a thing. I don't know too much about them, but they are definitely like a thing of like, you know, high up people. But the Illuminati were meant to be a group of people that was going to influence power and have all this kind of say and pull the strings. And they've tried to bring that official Illuminati group back many, many times over the years, but it never works because it's just a money making scam. So (laughs) it's a pyramid scheme. Oh my God. Sorry. Oh my God. Do you get a pyramid? Like pyramid, like the Illuminati eye. Yay! Genius. Oh my god, it's all adding up scary. I have a weird fucking trippy story about Freemasons, right? So, um, when um, me fella worked in his old restaurant, there used to be this chef that would come in all the time and he was like this bougie, like, stockbroker guy. Real nice, had loads of money and, like, really liked Ben. And basically, like, he was in the restaurant one night and he had a few drinks and he was like, mate, Ben, can I get you a shot or whatever? Ben was like, yeah, sure. They were closing up anyways. And then he was like, look, I'm going next door. He worked in Mayfair and he was like, I'm going next door to like a private member's club for a few drinks. Like, do you want to join? But I was like, yeah, fuck it. And he said he literally walked in on like a Freemasons meeting and like the Al-Fayeds who like own Harrods were there. And like all of these like really like important men, there was like strippers everywhere. They were sitting down for meetings. They all had this Freemasons badge. They had like ridiculous Ben was like what the fuck am I doing here and he was like yeah I can introduce you to some like really important people Ben was like I've literally infiltrated the Freemasons and it was the wiggiest night of my entire existence yeah what the fuck oh the actual fuck question how do you know that he did not become a member that night and every time he's going to work I joined the Freemasons how do you know that Ben isn't a lizard now because I live in a house here in fucking Hackney so he's not a member unless he's laying really low otherwise I would be living in a plush gaff in Chelsea right now shopping in Harrods every day with my friends so yeah Jay-Z is a time travelling vampire you cannot convince me of anything else now he totally is um, to be fair he has refuted the claims of being in the Illuminati many many times over the years by saying that they are stupid and that he is not a member of the Illuminati but girl that's what a member of the Illuminati would say just putting that out there. Also, there's a second theory going around that Nicki Minaj doesn't actually exist and that it's just Jay-Z's voice sped up. She exists. No, on, well, obviously I've seen her in concert. She definitely exists. But it's really funny because if you actually play like a Jay-Z track and if you speed it up, it sounds fucking terrifyingly like Nicki Minaj. I'll put it on the story as well so you can have a listen. But I honestly spent a good 20 minutes under the bed like life isn't real. But how do you know Nicki Minaj isn't like a fucking lizard person and is just lip syncing Jay-Z's lyrics sped up? Because she was on Drag Race and people on Drag Race can't be that. Girl, I'm sorry. You are one of those susceptible people that believes anything. And music. I'm sorry. No, I can't have this. I'm sorry. And also on Drag Race, they lip sync for their lives. So, babes. 
Do you know what? Tea, bitch. Oh, my God. <laughs> RuPaul, she's a fracker and she's a Luminatier. Frick, frack, bitch. Frick, frack, girl. All right, let me tell you about my story. So, I'm kind of convinced of mine now, too, just because it's fucking balls to the wall crazy. So, my conspiracy theory is that I say, cons- some people say conspiracy theory, I say truth. But anyway, the truth is that Queen Elizabeth II, the good Queen of England, is a cannibal <laughs> because she has showed no signs of slowing down at 92. And she is also known to have very sharp and jagged teeth, which can all be tied back to the consuming of human flesh. I'm sorry. What do you, why do people know how she has sharp teeth? Let me tell you. So this all happened a couple of years ago when the Queen of England was having issues with her freezer. The freezer was jacked up. She had to call the handyman. She was like, May, what the fuck is going on? Like, my meat's defrosting. I can't have me nice little shepherd's pie. I need to call someone to come in and fix this. So, a serviceman was sent into um, Buckingham Palace. And he opened the Queen's private freezer to check the temperature of the freezer to see if that was the issue. After opening the freezer, the man found what appeared to be strips of flayed meat, human flesh, which were packaged tightly in plastic seal. At first sight, he thought they were pig parts, but after further observation, they turned out to be a forearm, a leg, and a hunk of male chest, which were from a human body. I'm sorry, what? Yes, I swear, right? So apparently human bodies and flesh have been found in Queen Elizabeth's private uh, freezer. And the fact that she is 92 and she's quite youthful, it kind of, like, this is the thing with conspiracy theories, that is evidence of this actually happening. There's several reasons why the Queen Elizabeth apparently would consume the flesh of a human being. One reason is that human flesh is considered to have an abundance of spiritual energy and nutrients, which would lend to her usefulness at 92. And the other reason to do this is because of her position of power and it makes her feel even more powerful as queen. Even though it's savage and disgusting, her dark habit is not uncommon in the royal family, apparently. They're all fucking into it. Also, so they have sovereign immunity, so they are completely above the law. Who the fuck is going to arrest the queen? She still drives. She looks 30 years younger than she is. She attends every public visit and she's really, really active. Is human flesh your secret? Well, there's, there is like things like that that go back over the years. There was, um, I'm such a nerd that I know this. Like one of the original kind of vampire stories was about um, a countess in like Romania or some shit called Elizabeth Bathory. And she used to bathe in, well, she was said to have bathed in the blood of virgins. And that's how she looked so young and she looked so beautiful. And she was like 400 years old. So, yeah, there is something to human blood. I'm sorry, lads. All I can say is I'm so fucking excited for the last season of The Crown. And if if the very last scene is in Middlestone, like, chomping on, like, Prince Charles's leg or Prince Philip's leg, I'm, like, fucking Emmy Award-winning acting there. You won the episode, John. Congratulations. That was hilarious. Okay. So I'll do my one really quickly. But I will say one thing. I was a bit like, oh, conspiracy theories, whatever. They're just, they're just kind of stupid. It's just kind of interesting to research them. Whilst researching this conspiracy theory, no, this is true. This is true. This is tea. <clears throat> when Avril Lavigne released the video for Trainwreck single, Hello Kitty, fans were confused. The track introduced a markedly different Lavigne to the different character her fans had come to know. Where are the fingerless gloves? The scarlet streaks in her hair. What happens to our skater boy? Oh god. This confusion turned into a theory which spawned a blog post in May 2011 about a theory about Avril Lavigne. So the theory is that in 2003 the Canadian singer died through suicide and was a... Sorry. Shut the fuck up. 
and was replaced by an industry planted clone called Melissa Vendela. Oh, I fucking love this theory. <laughs> the theory is that after her success of her debut album, Let Go, Avril couldn't hack the glamorous high profile lifestyle and coupled with the death of her grandfather, committed suicide. But her record label and her family kept it quiet because of the money and replaced her with a lookalike called Melissa. Fans became suspicious of Avril's second album, claiming some of the songs did not sound like the Avril they knew, almost as if someone else had written them. Similarly, her voice had changed, her register was higher, her timbre was now more sweet, and it lacked the original bite of her original album. The theory took off, and people started noticing physical features, including moles disappearing, skin blemishes disappearing, but reappearing in different places, and tattoos being different. I have some amazing pictures. I will send them in. I will post them up on Instagram. Yes, bitch. The theory really took hold, however, in in Avril's third album, Avril in air quotes, where the clones seemed to have embraced her new role and even applying her own changes. She had completely different hair, a completely different sound. Girlfriend? As in stealing another man? She had come to be our stealing in general? Like stealing an identity? Hmm, that's not a coincidence. <laughs> also, it's not an Avril song. The person who wrote It's Com- um, Complicated would not write a song like that. It's a Melissa song. Girl, this is so deep. In fact, Melissa was almost teasing the fans, comparing herself to Cinderella in the song The Best Damn Thing off the third album. The lyrics are, Where are the hopes? Where are the dreams? This is my scene from the Cinderella story. When you think they'll finally see, you will never get rid of me. Like her or not, even if she looks a lot like me, we are not the same. <gasps> oh my god, what the actual... <laughs> Those are lyrics from a song. That is Melissa basically saying, yeah, bitch, you miss her, but I'm her now. The Melissa <laughs> clone is not only taken over, but is now mocking her fans. John, stop. Further albums and singles have shown that the clone is happy to move further and further away from Avril's artistry, including the previously mentioned and hated song, Hey Kitty. How can anyone think the person who wrote Complicated would write that? Not her fans. And laptop clothes. Oh, wow. That was, that was so bloody intense. Like, I'm actually in bits over that. The way you even read that, like, that was so detailed. I can't even cope. Oh, no, like, literally, there's that, that blog post I mentioned. This person literally pours through all the songs and highlights all the different lyrics. And they claim that the second album was half written by Avril. And there's, so- and there's songs about... um hanging herself and things like that. <gasps> and then there is the other half of the second album was written by Melissa and Melissa is saying, the lyrics are very much like, you know, we will never forget you. I will live on in your memory. But by the third album, it's basically saying like, bitch, I have your life now. Deal with it. So let me get this straight. The moral of the theory or the core of the theory is that Avril Lavigne, the bitch we all love, hey, hey, you, you, I don't like your girlfriend, even though that's a Melissa song. That's Melissa. Too. Whatever. So apparently she committed suicide and they got a clone called Melissa in to replace Avril Lavigne. Yes. Bitch, you know what? I've heard about the theory for many, many years and I am here for it. So tell me, who is it? Is it Avril or is it Melissa that has those really awkward two metre social distancing fan meets? Is it Melissa or Avril? Who's the cunt who's like, you can pay £250 for a VIP package but you can't fucking touch me. So an interesting thing is, is that when that happened, like 2016, 2017, obviously the theory had come out and people had believed it. A lot of people were thinking, oh, it's a bit stupid. Suddenly, 
Avril, in air quotes, is hosting like VIP meet and greets, but I'm sorry, she wasn't the original so social distancing queen or anything like that. She was just basically saying like, oh no, sorry, I don't want my real, they call it Avril Rangers, are the Avril Levine fans? They didn't want any Avril Rangers getting too close to Melissa because real Avril Rangers could tell the difference. It's Melissa. No, it's Melissa. I'm telling you, it's Melissa. She's, she may, Melissa may be the original social distancing queen, but she's also a person who is stealing somebody's identity and is living a lie. Are you team Avril Rangers or Melissa Celtics? Oh, I'm, I'm Avril Rangers till I fucking die. Melissa's just a, Melissa's just a slag. I'm low-key Melissa Stan, just saying. <laughs> you can't call Melissa a slag. I'm sorry. Hashtag be fucking kind, John. Jesus. Hashtag to take someone's memory, say I will live it through you and then to just mock her by shitting all over her artistry. I'm not here for it. To be fair, if they did, if Avril Lavigne did kill herself and they replaced her with someone else, I hardly think they'd write a secret code into the music. Also, I'm sorry. Here's to, what's the song? Here's to never growing. What? Here's to never growing old. Here's to the freaking weekend. No, what's the song? She did. Here's to never growing old. Did she write that song? Well, she wrote a song about aging. And do you know why she wrote a song about aging? Because she's a fucking clone and she doesn't age. She's literally mocking us all that she can't age and she's not going to die. Right, okay, guys. I think we're going to have to wrap this episode up before John literally tries to sit us down and talk more about fucking Melissa Vandella and how she's not the real Avril Lavigne. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this week's episode. I personally loved having a little bit of a deep dive into the whole idea behind conspiracy theories. It was really fun. I found some really interesting bits of information that I never knew before. And you know what? The truth is out there. Do you know what song she was doing? X-Files. What were you doing? <laughs> You're putting such weird faces. <laughs> thank you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any wild and wonderful conspiracy theories. Also, if you have any pictures of the queen with her jagged edge teeth, like please DM me because I really want to see this shit. And yeah, thank you for listening. Yeah, guys, thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on all the socials. Hopefully you fucking know them by now because we don't. Instagram and Twitter at generation underscore why though. You can drop us an email at gemwhytho at gmail.com. Who gives a fuck about Facebook? Just listen to what I'm trying to say right now, Avril Rangers. If you're out there, please contact us or me specifically and we will find the truth. But you can also follow us on Facebook at Generation Y though. Melissa uses Facebook, just putting that out there. Okay, thank you so much for listening, guys. Um, Don't forget to get in touch. Love you all very much. Stay safe out there. Bye. Bye. We love you.